Smash! Mad Hat and presents Corporate Quotes! What's up, mom? <laughs> How's it, man? What's up, mom? How's it, man? Cool. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Corporate Punks with Matt Haddon or Matt Haddon's Corporate Punks. That's Matt Haddon's Corporate Punks. We ha had a chat with Mike and he's like, you should put your name first. Because there might be like copyright infringements if cop Corporate Punks exists somewhere else in some other plane of existence. I'm like, okay. Put my name first because there's clearly nobody else with the name Matt Haddon in existence. But anyway, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. You could always go full out and use all three of your names. <laughs> I have four names, mom. You gave me four names. Uh. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Corporate Pugs. Uh, we're here talking with my mom. This is my first podcast. I, I, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm not 100% sure, but hell, let's go for it. Um, corporate Punks. I actually want to have a chat with you quickly about the rules of Corporate Punks. And that kind of stuff and get your opinion on it i have it somewhere bing bang bong bing bang bong do i yes cool um ding dong ding dong dong open beast so i've got the rules are mostly for the sake of the guest and myself but it's also just to like establish sort of what i want to do within the, the 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 podcast idea type of thing okay, okay cool so uh the podcast and the host will do their best uh, it's not a formal interview it's a coffee and a chat we've got enough coffee have you got enough coffee yep. cool i would get biscuits but they're not always that good for you yeah <laughs> they make my ass big oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah <laughs> and one of, one of the rules is there's no guarantee of food um, we will compliment directly. So if there's somebody that you think does something absolutely amazing, we'll try and do our best to call them out by name. You know, okay. you did something really cool. I actually want to chat a little bit about uh, a gig that happened last night. It was called Medicine. It was hosted at Sundowners. Uh, there were four bands playing. Um, it was One Day Sky, uh, Climate Control, CMR, and Far From Who We Are, I think. And they, they had a gig specifically to raise money for a guy that needed to pay off some medical bills. He had like an okay. emergency surgery thing. So big ups on that band and big ups on uh, Sundowners. I don't know if the guy released his, his name or whatever, but uh, when I sent in a donation, they gave us his name. So yeah, it was really cool. And I'm the, the an in its apparel as well, a local sort of shirt producer for bands and branding and that kind of thing. Also sponsored a bunch of shirts. Yeah. So we're selling shirts and everything and all the cash was going to him. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, compliment directly and call bullshit accurately. Likewise, if there's something yeah. that you don't think is Within cool. Within the legal limitations, because you really don't <laughs> want to get sued your ass. Well, it's, 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 it's a podcast. It's your opinion. Yeah. So I mean, in my own opinion, yeah, there are some cops who don't do their job properly and they take bribes and that kind of thing. And likewise, there are cops that you protect us and, yeah. and prevent things that we don't even know happening around us. So yeah. Uh, we will donate a minimum of a hundred rand um, each time my phone or electronic device makes a noise during the recording process. To uh, who? To who? To donations who? will be to any charity of choice. I'd like to give it up to the uh, the the viewers and the listeners and that kind of thing. But I think for now, a good um, a good charity is Chalk. Uh, we're going to talk about this lady a little bit later. Let's yeah, have a look if I can charity, find yeah. Chalk. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not a charity. <laughs> Uh, Chalk <laughs> Charity. Nice. So, if I remember correctly, Chalk is sort of like a, f a home that looks after kids. Childhood Cancer Foundation. Um, wicked dudes. Oh, they've got a charity shop in Orange Grove as well. That's cool. I'll go visit them sometime. 
Choc Childhood Cancer Foundation. It's choc.org.za. And um, I actually did a gig not too long ago. Actually, it was quite a while ago. It was one of the first plushie fests, and uh, we were taking in plushie toys. And if uh, you attended the gig to see the live bands, then uh, yeah, then what we did over there is you we take the the donations to the kids, and then you got a a, a a cheaper entrance into the gig. It was pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of really awesome stuff, and I think we had like a a bucky load, or for our international listeners, uh, what do they call it? A truck? Yeah. A small truck. Yeah. Yeah. For us, a, a truck in South Africa uh, is a little bit a different. Pickup yeah. truck. Yeah. So mm-hmm. truck, a hundred bucks donations to truck if your no if phone makes a noise. Okay. Hold and on, and I'm and gonna check my phone across the room <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna make a noise. <laughs> and then it's also like smart watches and stuff like that. Uh, and it's any noise, so vibrations or anything. Um, do our best to be comfortable and clear. Uh, it is a long form content process. This. So we're looking at. Uh, I might. Uh, Don't get drunk and slow, Ma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mom, stop drinking, Ma. We love you. Don't drink bold, Ma. <laughs> and talk about tax under the influence. <laughs> Any <laughs> yeah, oh, the purpose of this, I will make a little description uh, whenever I post this online, is going to be uh, taxes and a little bit of corporate governance. Uh, you got to uh, study corporate governance, or what was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so let's talk governance. a little bit about that. Um, and then... Mm, reasonable swearing, so we can say shit and fuck and ass and crap and swear words like SARS. We're gonna say SARS. <laughs> SARS in South Africa is a South African yeah. Revenue Service. Everyone yeah. else has it as a yeah. disease. We think of it as a, a disease, terrible but it disease, is a revenue service. but it's our <laughs> tax guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's all Barry Hilton joke, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Certain things that will not be allowed to be said on on the podcast. That's mostly like hate speech words. We have quite specific ones in South Africa. Yeah, we, we it's it's pretty much part of our culture as South Africans that there are certain things we not say because of history. Uh, uh, can we I can I can I jump in over here a little bit? I'm, I'm yeah, not a racist in any form. Yeah, um, I am, however, a stupidest. So oh am yeah. I allowed <laughs> to like really diss stupid people? Oh yeah, we're going to talk about stupid people okay, a lot, cool. especially stupid, stupid people, people. Should be shocked. Making mistakes with our tax money. We're going to talk about that a lot. And then uh, also the r- we'll respect the privacy of others. So obviously if there's somebody uh, say uh, where we have cases, I deal with labor consulting and uh, HR consulting, and then you deal with uh, business management consulting and some business consulting as well, yeah. and coaching and life coaching where necessary. Yeah. We will mention words like we assisted a company or we assisted an individual. Yeah, no names mentioned. These yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll respect the privacy of our yeah. clients and that kind of thing. Yeah. But we also want to make sure that listeners and viewers and that kind of thing, they, 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 get, um, they get information that's going to help them. Uh, especially if we have a case that we learned a lot from that we, can, that we know other people can, can learn from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's have a look at that. Oh, yes. Uh, South Africa, we say ya yeah a lot, which is yes. Pretty much. Oh, we say yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we say geez, geez. I don't say geez. Geez. I I, I, I swear a lot, but I'm really trying to curb that. (laughs) (laughs) Swearing is fun. I read somewhere that you can't raise you can't raise sons without teaching them how to swear. (laughs) That's just not healthy. Got to learn how to swear properly, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere uh, that swearing is a sign of a more natural. a natu- more naturally honest individual, a person who swears more, really can be deemed as more honest. Really, somebody which, said to me the other sense. day, "Well, I know when you're really pissed off when you don't swear." Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like okay. now I'm holding back my words. 
<laughs> yeah, then you mean every word you say. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So with uh, that in mind, swearing is good. I like swearing. It's got to be with purpose, though. Like, for example, the um, SCOM is fucking us around quite epically in a pretty epic way. We've got yeah. Yeah. For our international listeners, we've We're got... We're not buying a supper for the server. <laughs> we uh, international listeners, we've got... Uh, they call it rolling blackouts in so other countries yeah. and that kind of thing. But we have something called load shedding, where the load or the expected... Um, Actually, it's exactly like supply. it sounds because the guys have made so much shit that they're <laughs> load shedding all over the economy. So <laughs> yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, okay. to get us sort of on topic a little bit uh, with regards to taxes, um, you're a certified tax practitioner. Is that yep. the right terminology? Yeah. So um, you assist a lot of companies with taxes and you also assist individuals with taxes. Yeah. So I want to sort of give our listeners an opportunity to hear the basics of taxes because when I'm doing staff meetings and that kind of thing, a lot of guys don't know what the taxes are or how does VAT work and what is PAYE. So, I mean, if we can touch on the real basics of something that something on their pay slips that a basic person or entering the, the South African workforce would sort of see on their pay slip. Yeah. So I think uh, easy way to start is UIF. Uh, what is UIF and what can we be expected to pay? Okay, um, UIF unemployment insurance. That's an unemployment mm. insurance fund. Yeah. Um, and it's 1% of your gross salary. Yeah. So if you're getting um, 7,500 7, rand a month, then you pay 1% of that and the company will pay 1% of that and the 2% contributions goes to the unemployment insurance fund. That is supposed to cover you if you are unemployed uh, for a period of time. They will pay you out for six months in a, um, a declining scale Okay. over that period of six months, all right? But obviously, you there has to be a valid reason why you are unemployed. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, it's also limited to a certain period that you can only claim within six months of becoming unemployed. Yeah. That is part of the revenue service. It actually goes to the Department of Labor. It's run by the Department of Labor. Um, it's supposed to look after um, the general population and especially the lower income groups. And those are the ones who are usually more um, affected by economic changes. Yeah. So if a company goes through a bit of a dip, chances are they're going to retrench the tea lady and the gardeners before they retrench one of the big bosses that earn a hundred thousand rand a month i think um yeah. so my knowledge of, of labor um uh, with labor consulting as well um you you have to validate the people you retrench in every way uh for for anybody listening if you if you ever get a letter where you may you may get probably retrenched they have to actually have a consultation process with you mm -hmm. and this is also specifically south african yeah. laws um where you're facing probable retrenchment, they haven't made a decision yet. Uh, they have to validate why those specific individuals have been retrenched. Uh, there's obviously different uh, like scales of retrenchments. Um, there's different acts that cover, uh, should you look at 50 plus employees in a business or 100 plus employees, which employees will be affected? Uh, we normally consult small businesses, which range obviously different in size and under, um, um, different uh, the Companies Act also yeah. covers sort of what's a micro business and a small business and a medium yeah. enterprise. It's so we, we sort of like micro, yeah. uh, uh, micro, small and, and medium. 
we won't really go out of our way to consult the really really big guys unless they have like super big issues that they themselves don't feel like they yeah. they they're 100 uh, percent capable of assisting with so anyway with a small businesses retrenchment process it is quite specific with, yeah. with how and you will get uh, an adequate period of time to be consulted on so you're supposed to yes yeah so so for example within south african laws as well um you'll get a letter that'll say we need to have a consultation with you and and there's this possibility that you might be retrenched so what you are supposed to do then is call your union we've, we've got quite an active union um, environment within south africa mm. and with that in mind as well you you have to go out of your way to actually talk to somebody and get some uh, professional feedback and you, you get good feedback there are some union reps that do not know what they're doing no, they're crap. and they're they stupid the and i mean I have dealt with a few of them personally. I have dealt with some really great union reps as well, um, doing a really great job of, of protecting uh, employees from exploitation, that kind of thing. And yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I really wish that all of them would understand that their first process, their first Obligation. target is to protect employees from exploitation. Yeah. So anyway, so then if you are a union um, member, paid up and everything like that, you actually do have the right to have your union rep come with you to the consultation. And then that union rep can yeah. also ask specific questions, make sure that the, the any decisions made on a financial basis is being done um, with the correct reporting processes. So there yeah. are some unions that would demand audited financials before mass retrenchments and that kind of yeah, thing. Also you've also got to take into consideration the sizes that you're dealing with, okay? Because when you're dealing with a, a, a huge business, um, like a medium or a larger enterprise, yeah. they be because of the size and the number of their staff, they have to comply with certain things. So they have to have audited financials, they have to have external auditors, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you take into consideration the fact that the majority of people in South Africa, especially in the lower income groups, mm. are employed by the micro and really small businesses okay so you've got a small business you've got maybe three or four people working in the business maybe yeah. it might be hubby and wife and and you know maybe one or two people yeah that business doesn't necessarily have to have um, a union representative because of the scale of the business um yeah yeah okay so while yeah. while they should comply with these things Mm -hmm. We also need to understand that in a lot of cases that's not happening simply because of yeah. the size of the business. Yeah, yeah. And if and the majority of, of lower income um, earners in South Africa are employed in that sector, yeah. then the majority of the lower income earners who find themselves unemployed will not have access to a union representative or a counsellor who can give them counselling on the possibility of retrenchment. Yeah. They might not get the formal notification. Yeah. They might just business is quiet um you know yeah that kind yeah. of thing yeah um and they need to know their rights yeah that just because they are not given that opportunity does not mean that they don't have the right to that facility yeah so um any small b uh, medium enterprise uh, business owner listening um have a good working relationship with a union or any inspectors or anything. A like bargaining that. council, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Business, have a, have yeah. a good working relationship yeah. with them. Have them understand that you, you want to run your business, you want to have viable business that makes financial sense. Um, and then a good union rep will be able to communicate with you clearly about the rights of your employees. So again, if we're looking back at retrenchments, um, through the retrenchment process, it's normally guarded as quite a complex process. So you, you in, in I would say all circumstances of retrenchments uh, employees are allowed to have union representation that kind of thing yep. but at the same time having a good working relationship with that union would also help the union understand that 
should there be other circumstances such as a staff meeting a basic operational meeting mm. the union is allowed to be present in in invites and that kind of thing cool how the hell do we get on labor we're here for taxes okay cool <laughs> so it so is part of it it's <laughs> part of it okay? yeah they're you, very you much focused yeah. on each other so with, with uif as well um if i remember correctly UIF also covers guys uh, when ladies take maternity leave. They also get yeah. some. I think if if I remember correctly, the latest uh, increase uh, was up to sixty six percent of of the guys' salary that they can claim from from UIF if they take maternity leave. Yeah. yeah. Also, we and it's something that you can't ignore in South Africa. The mm. unemployment insurance fund is basically bankrupt. Oh right. really? Yeah, and it's the same as a road accident fund and, uh, and okay. most of the other funds and uh, most of the seaters and what have you. Okay. Uh, simply because of um, mismanagement, etc., etc., etc. Okay. We won't get into that. But yeah. so yeah, you do. If you've got a lady who's going to go for um, maternity leave and she wants to get paid out for, chances are she can wait a few months after the baby's born before she even gets a payment. Yeah. And, it's, and it's simply because of the administrative process yeah. and the the yeah. I know as well that the guys uh, the guys working in the governments departments such as UIF because I also assist bargaining councils and I, I chat a lot with them they've got to be so careful because there's so much attempted fraud from the funds Loans. as well yeah so part of me thinks yeah you guys should be able to provide everything timeously but you got to also make sure that the wrong people aren't getting the, the money you got to actually do all these fraud checks yeah. and that kind of thing yeah I assisted once well I didn't assist but I, I was I was in the lady's office while she was doing um, a, 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 a claim process and uh, the the fraud that was being done on the documentation this lady cut out uh, a commission of oaths um, stamp signature that's a signature with the stamp yeah. and everything uh, she cut it out of wherever she got it from when she cut it out she got it off of an, an official document with a number on it so i had there was the number two that was on every single page <laughs> with okay. this person's signature and then she didn't photocopy it so that the page looked like it was co a congruent color she took a photo of it and then she so sent you could that see through the attachment you could the, see the, the same the size copy -paste thing. thing was not copy paste digitally but really copy paste literally <laughs> and i was like i was so disappointed i was hoping there would be good fraud but it's such bad fraud yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so now she's been like flagged, and any attempt to claim from her, they're not—they're not, they're not going to pay it out. Yeah. Simply because of that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and she's—I'm so disappointed because uh, if she was genuinely sick, she has the right to claim. But now she didn't do it properly, and she tried to fraudulently yeah. do these things. As a commissioner yeah. myself, um, your obligation—yeah, yeah. Uh, your your obligation in in stamping anything is actually mm. quite intense. You've you've got to make sure that you're not just stamping anything and putting your signature on it because there is a legal responsibility for that. You are answerable for what you you certify. Yeah. So to and and usually nowadays what they do is they say if you're going to get something certified, it must be certified within the last say six months or three months or something. So you can't take the stamp from three years ago and pluck that <laughs> on something today. Maybe, the, maybe <laughs> I don't know, maybe the commissioner's dead or he's moved yeah. to England I or actually, something. I actually tried to call that commissioner and uh, do some research on him and I found the, uh, the address. So then I, I couldn't find his actual contact details. I yeah. didn't even state what kind of commissioner he was yeah. or whatever his profession was. And then uh, I called the office and I'm like, does this specific person work here at all? And what yeah. do you guys do? I think it was, they were selling like uh, car parts and then the she's like, I don't know who this person is. We've had this business here for 10 years. So I don't know what document this woman cut up to put together oh, there. And yeah. if it was an actual thing. Yeah, it's maniac.
Okay, yeah. cool. So UIF is one of the first things you're going to see on your payslip. Yeah. If I remember correctly, the deduction is normally 1% of the basic salary. Yeah. For UIF. Yeah. Um, with regards to the UIF deduction on commission and that kind of thing, do, do they forego the it? No, it's no. It's one, let's just say if your salary is 10 grand and you get 5 grand commission, then yeah. you're going to pay 1% of 15 grand. Yeah. All right? Um, and then the employer will pay the 1% of the 15 grand as well, and the contribution to UIF is 2% the yeah, in total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so also for our international listeners, sorry, we've, we we use South African rands. Um, yeah. I actually don't know the exact history of the word rand. We can look at that sometime when we do another finance thing. Yeah, it's not um, an interesting history. <laughs> <so> <laughs> <laughs> it's not riveting, like. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, so what well, we were talking about ten grand. I just want to get an idea. Uh, let's have a look at currency exchange. Yeah, gotta love Google. Love Google. Well, what is a dollar sitting at something ridiculous like thirteen or fourteen rand for a dollar? Ex- Exchange. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, exchange. So I'm just using uh, yeah, you got a incognito because we're recording this thing. So you're going to see everything anyway. I just don't want to have this whole history of whatever might come up. Which one are we going to use more? Yeah, currency converter is fine. Currency converter. Oh, that's guy. a UK a UK one. Yeah. Um, ding dong, ding dong. Let's just have a look here. Um, Rand dollar exchange there you go one south african rand is 0.7 united states dollars and then wow uh, rand Rand uk pound exchange is 0.05 pounds so yeah i mean it's just kind of weird when you think about it let's have a look at the dollar rand so we can just give our yeah i think it's about 13 or 14 i think yeah yeah dollar to peso dollar to rand Exchange rate, ding dong, it's 14 South African rands for one yeah. US dollar. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do that to keep everybody up to date with us. I'm sure we're going to get quite a lot of viewers and listeners from uh, Europe. I know they like they like podcasts of that side and they listen to everything. And I'm hoping that I have a, Actually, a smooth you, sounding you voice. You talk like that. Rah. There's quite a lot of immigration into South Africa from Europe and oh America. Oh, yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They I've actually they it's easier to live here, yeah. apparently. <laughs> so South Africans are buggering off and Europeans are coming <laughs> to Africa. I've got a, a few bands that are going to supply us with some music for the podcast. And dogs. Thank you, dogs. Um, we've got a few bands that are going to supply us with some music. And one of the bands is a band called the Vendetta Cartel. And I freaking loved this band so much when I was in high school. And uh, the guy's from Mexico. And uh, I think he's from Mexico, Dominican Republic or something like that. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to invite him on. I'm going to talk about his music. And I think he's got a few businesses as well that he also sort okay. of works with. Or he's got a business. Or maybe he's got like a coffee shop or something. Okay. So I also want to talk to him about shops. that. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of cool. I'm going to try and expand as many guests as possible. But I also want to make sure that the listeners get what they want and that keep on topic a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, P-A-Y-E <laughs> is something that will also be on the pay step. So what is P-A-Y-E? I think there's right. brackets and stuff. Just walk uh, us through that. P-A-Y-E, it means pay as you earn. Yeah. All right. So if you look at the 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 reason for any tax is you give a percentage um, of your income that you earn mm-hmm. towards the government so that he can look after you. All right. He provides yeah. roads, electricity, running water, sewerage systems, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Police, et cetera, et cetera. So your money that you're paying in is supposed to go to look after you, you the person who's paying it in. Not that you get any more rights based on how much you pay than anybody else. So mm. 
you pay a percentage on what you earn. Now, in South Africa, it's not a standard rate. It goes up on a sliding scale. Yeah. So from about uh, um, one rand to about 190 grand, you're paying 18% of your income. Yeah, I remember it's 18. 18%. Now, we're entitled to rebates. You get a bit of a rebate in South Africa. The rebate for the normal average healthy person who's under 65 is a... Uh, as about 13, 14 grand as of February 2019. It's probably gone up a little bit. It gets changed every year. Yeah. Okay, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. So what they usually do is you can, you can make a simple calculation. Your first 190 grand, you're going to pay 18% of your income less your rebate. Yeah. That works out to about six grand a month. From about six, six and a half grand a month, Mm-hmm. Um, you're only going to start paying tax after that. Okay. All right. Which is so so, and that's just to make it over a year. You know, to work it out. If you're over seventy-five, mm-hmm. or over, then you get an additional rebate. And I think it's if you're over eighty-five, you get another one. I'm oh, cool. Correction. Okay. All right. Then your your taxes actually slide. So up to about one hundred and ninety grand, you're paying eighteen percent. Okay. Okay. Unless you rebate. From about 190 to about 300 odd grand, mm. roundabout, you're paying 26%, but you're not paying 26% on the whole 300 odd grand. Mm-hmm. You're only paying 26% on the difference between the 190 and the 300. Uh, okay. Oh. And then it goes, yeah, I know, because it's, you know, making it easy uh, would be too difficult for people uh, to <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, was yeah. I see the PAY brackets and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pay 23% tax. What? But yeah, yeah, it was 23, right? Uh, twenty yeah twenty six if you if you if okay. you go if you go over that that yeah. section okay yeah um and then of course there are other things that affect it like uh, um, if you have medical tax credits and stuff like that okay. that will make it that will yeah. reduce it yeah. so on average we usually say that if you if you want to kind of even it out try yeah. and look at about twenty five percent of everything that you're earning is yeah. going to go to the tax man and he's going to use that to to pay for roads and police and training up doctors and giving bursaries to yeah in learning institutions all yeah. that good healthy stuff that we're yeah. supposed to get out of our tax dollars um, or tax rates with um the training of individuals i know that there's a skills development levy that needs to be paid as well but that's from businesses that that pay that yeah the businesses pay that yeah the purpose yeah. of that levy is to um upskill and uh, the levy is also one percent of your your salary one percent like salary bill. Oh, like so, if your salary is seven and a half grand a month, then yeah, you're yeah. going to pay one percent of that. Actually, okay. you're not going to pay it. The, the company pays that. Yeah. Okay. All right, and the company is supposed to use that to upskill you. Okay. Um, and then as they are upskilling you, they can get some of that money back from the the, the they call them seaters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of people don't do it. It also depends on the type of business that you have and whether you have that facility. Yeah. So if you're going to employ a certain amount of people in a, let's just say, the road freight industry or yeah. the, the sometimes the beauty, depending on what you do, yeah. then you have to take that 1% yeah. as, as well. Um, CETA stands for sect- uh, Sector Education and Training Authority. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 for example, they'll have food and beverages, CETA. Yeah, uh, we've got a service, a CETA yeah. that we deal they with. They categorize yeah. them and everything for the specific industries. Yeah. And the intention of that categorization was so that... Is that categorization a word? Okay, uh, it sounds uh, kind of Americanized yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> different subject. <laughs> uh, what they do is they categorize them so that they could make learning facilities available to the people within that specific industry. So if you're in the beauty industry, then that that service is CETA mm. is supposed to give learnerships and and learning facilities and training facilities and opportunities available to people who are in that industry. Yeah, and training and that and kind of thing. and yeah. training. Obviously, yeah. at a, r- a very reduced rate, and so that and mm. the object of it is to upskill the previously disadvantaged communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the object of it. Unfortunately, because mm. of maladministration and yeah. and corruption and all the rest of it, the yeah. majority of the s- the see the seaters in South Africa mm. are also bankrupt and defunct. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, very know that sad, I know that there's a book that was written about the services CETA. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Ivor something, something with a B. He wrote a whole book on, on the corruption and maladministration of the okay. services CETA. Yeah. Right I haven't now. I haven't read it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, with, the, with the podcast, I'm just trying to get in as much information as I can yeah. so I can give it to the listeners. I'm like, I've it's very interesting blah, 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 though when blah, you when you read the stuff. It's yeah. very very interesting because yeah. and and the thing that really pisses me off with with services CETA corruption or rather just any CETA corruption is that the purpose of that CETA is to upskill people so that they can make uh, a living, so that they can supply skills to businesses. It's to improve the country actually and, and, and to yeah. uh, educate people yeah. in, in different trades or yeah. different professions and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it really. F- freaking irritates me a lot when it's somebody especially like that that's whose sole purpose is to upskill people so that they can actually go out of their way to to earn more in some way well look if you have a look at um at any environment let's just say you've got a kid yeah right your immediate reaction is or your immediate thought if you're a decent healthy human being (laughs) is i want to make my kid have more opportunities than what was available to me yeah all right so you're going to try and give your kid a better education you're going to try and Pump your head, your kid's head full of knowledge, and mm. t- t- check this opportunity out. Not limit him like you. You yeah. want to try logically. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that yeah. in in a lot of governments. The because of the corruption and the narcissism and the 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 ineptitude is a nice one. Yeah. Just general assholes. Yeah, look, ineptitude, <laughs> is, ineptitude <laughs> is something we're going to get to, and it's a, it's a com- and from yeah. a corporate governance side of oh things. Yeah. You you check this lot out and you think, how the hell can you? Um, sorry, I'm going to swear. How <laughs> the hell can you fuck this thing up <laughs> so monumentally? Seriously, there are so many steps you've got to go through to make such a perfect stuff up of such an, a beautiful opportunity. Yeah, you know, and then the yeah. people that are supposed to benefit from it, the, the South Africans who yeah. voted these clowns in. Yeah, yeah. They are the ones who are going to struggle. So you end up with a whole lot of people who are genuinely more disadvantaged than what they were before. Yeah. So you've just taken the whole standard and the whole country and you've just put it back by another 50 years because it's going to take another generation to fix that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but it's yeah. a it's a bit of a stuff up, man. It, it really is. And a lot of trades are, are they're trying to formalize a lot of trades so that you can assign um especially risk to to a yeah. certain trade so safety, yeah. so for example and this is just my, my my basic understanding if you have a trade test let's say you're a qualified electrician or a qualified carpenter or anything under yeah. a trade test it is possible to to um show uh, a bank for example i have this qualification i will get these this kind of work and i can get like a home loan and that kind of thing yeah you know you're a less <laughs> risk attached individual or you have yeah. a less risk if you can if you can place any kind of value into what you're getting yeah okay yeah. so um 
I've dealt with some people that have uh, they have degrees and whatnot from technical universities. Yeah, yeah. And they're dumb as <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're supposed to be a, a quantity surveyor and you don't know how to calculate the percentage yeah. on a calculator or what the hell. <laughs> you know, or or when I was in university, I was dealing with, you, you're dealing with corporate taxes and you're studying advanced tax calculations and stuff like that and somebody they don't know how to do basic mathematical skills and think oh, no, how right. did you get you yeah, how can you walk upright if you don't <laughs> know basic math <laughs> you know, but, you, but you're not allowed to say that because that's unpolitically correct it's yeah, yeah. you know you can make somebody feel really crap when yeah. you tell them that they're anyway that's a that's going on to the Stupid inept. people is going to take up a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's try and get back on taxes yeah. just a little bit. We um, can, get, we can well, get sued for talking about well stupid people. <laughs> while we're busy with uh, uh, business taxes, and um, it's important for all listeners, any viewers or anything to understand that a lot of it involves like uh, quite complex um, calculations to make sure that you're not overpaying or underpaying to prevent any talk about uh, evasion or whatever yeah so there are some com uh, uh, complicated uh, calculations and i normally suggest that they get themselves a tax practitioner or um, uh, an accountant or something to that effect to actually make sure that they're doing it properly. somebody who knows somebody who knows the law yeah, yeah. so now from your side uh, to my understanding you've also taken like the basics of accounting bookkeeping and tax practices and you can actually tell a lot of history uh, of a business on that and then from yeah. there you're then doing consultation with the business like hey this is the the genuine history of what's happening within your business why don't we go this route yeah so sort of like a, a different consultants approach uh like with me I, I do human resources and you know stock morale yeah and and uh, a lot of different practices from a, a people perspective whereas you're looking at it from a numbers perspective and you're like okay your numbers are saying this i have an idea let's go this route with it mm -hmm. so it's, it's quite cool i think anyway uh, to get back to taxes sorry <laughs> might oh be no. cutting you um, <laughs> okay so uh, one of the other ones is workman's compensation yeah all right is, is that also a labor department thing yeah it's a department of labor thing yeah um, yeah I, I remember reading it on one of the labor department inspectors guides and that kind of thing yeah workman's yeah. compensation is to um and it's also it's a percentage based on your industry and on your salary for the year. Oh, does all right, it, does so it affect different industries in different ways. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I mean, logically, I mean, if you've got yeah. somebody who's who's I don't know raking Rake. up leaves in the garden and he's just using a broom and a rake, yeah, yeah. the 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 dangers involved in that specific industry is a hell of a lot less than somebody who's working a uh, hundred meters up in the air or fifty meters up in the air on a, on a sling cleaning windows. Okay. 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 So you've got a, the, there's different categories. Um, some of the categories they have um, outsourced to different um, places. Okay. So you'll have uh, some of it is falls under FEM, some of it falls under Rand Mutual, depending on which category okay. it is. So what you've got to do is you've got to uh, first of all you've got to register with the the Department of Labor yeah. Workman's Compensation. It's going to cover you if for any work related industry that happens while you're on the job yeah right i mean if you cut your finger at home on the bread knife you can't go and claim <laughs> yeah, on the right. job yeah oh, okay. yeah, yeah um that has to be paid uh, in advance so you'll you'll calculate do the calculation you'll submit your return of earnings and everything to the department of labor yeah and then they will tell you this is your invoice you've got to pay x amount yeah. whatever it is pay it over and then that's your insurance covered for the year yeah 
so and then of course at the end of the next year when you do the next calculation you'd show them what your actual salaries were yeah and then pay the difference or you get a refund depending so if you said i estimate that my salary is going to be 650 grand for the year yeah. you will pay your wages on that for x amount of people yeah and then they'll do a uh, an adjustment for the next year either a credit yeah. note or an extra invoice with uh, workman's comp just for me as well uh, uh, uh to my knowledge, it's paid for by the business as well. It's a it's business, a business expense, expense, yeah. It's like an insurance. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a bit of a strange insurance because if you register, let's just say, for instance, you started your business last year. Yeah. Okay, and this year, somebody said, you do, you're actually got to be registered for Workman's Comp. You've got your drivers riding around, you know, you want to cover your ass in case something happens to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And you go and you register, and then you tell them, okay, the guys first started working for me in March of 2018. Yeah. Then what will happen is the the Department of Labor will say, well, you've actually got to pay for the last year's insurance. Okay. Even if you so didn't they claim, they they backdated. Yeah. So you have to pay for the insurance for 2018 and then the insurance for 2019. Yeah. That makes sense. A though. lot of people don't understand that, yeah. but yeah. So again, Workman's Comp for any international listeners as well, uh, it's sort of like a a fund that'll pay for um. Uh, workplace injuries and yeah. diseases and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's There's a workman's obviously a, compensation a, a lengthy fund. claim process, yeah. which I still need to understand 100% myself. Um, but at the same time, it's really fantastic because, again, I think I was chatting to a union rep as well. They said a uh, workman's comp covers you an hour before work and an hour after work as well. So if an employee gets uh, hurt on their travel to and from the workplace, that's what I read. Uh, well, not, not actually I what I read. I, a union don't, I don't. I don't know so much. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I, I mean, I if I come into my car mm. and I'm traveling to, or for instance, if you climb into your car and you're traveling from your your place of residence to your place of employment, that's yeah. not covered by your in, by your employer. Not really, yeah. because it's not covered by the receiver either. So oh you really? can't you can't claim uh, travel expenses from the receiver from your place of of residence to your place of employment. Um, I want to just have a look see at this quickly because now I've heard one thing and you're telling me another thing. Workman's comp uh, cover? Dink. Let's see what we get. Workman's compensation fund. And then there's a whole lot of people offering yeah. the same thing that the government yeah. should be giving you. Oh, what is it? What is it? Is it this one? Go up a little bit. What's covered under workman's compensation? Uh, findlaw.com. Most employers are required mm. to carry workers' compensation yeah. insurance. Nah, that's some international yeah. stuff. Reading reading yeah. laws is what people without lives do. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I, I do enjoy reading a law <laughs> to understand <laughs> Yeah, but not on a Friday night when you're in bed. I don't know. Okay, wow. No, no, no. Stuff. You want to just chill a little bit. Okay, yeah. so There's actually, a lot of it and actually it's quite involved. If, so if any listeners, especially South African guys and small business yeah. owners need guidance, I'll always put our contact details um, yeah. on wherever I'm posting this. But there's also labor.gov.za. Uh, there's a more, m find more info all about workman's compensation. So there's yeah. a whole lot of information there for you to read please yourself. Don't, please don't try and phone them because it will drive you mad. They do have a line over here, but they the first do. line, the first line that you see is the fraud hotline. <laughs> 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 Tell somebody who's. I don't know. Are they going to do something about it? <laughs> <laughs> They're literally saying like, you could contact us, but we want you to know that you should contact these people definitely. <laughs> so anyway, the fraud hotline for the government department <laughs> is 0800 224 <laughs> And it's fraud at yeah. Yeah. Now, That is if you want to report a fraud, not yeah. if you want to commit fraud. <laughs> Yeah, let, can I get some help with that? Um, 
so again, with with the fraud hotline, they might have put this here because in the labor sphere, sphere, we've got the uh, we call them poster imposters, and it's these guys that approach your business posing as a labor inspector, and then they will sort of pretty much tell you you're going to get this huge fine if you don't buy these posters from them. So again, for our international listeners as well, we've got um, uh, different laws that must be within the business environment. You've got your Basic Conditions of Employment Act. Um, you've got your Summary of the Employment Equity Act. And if you have, uh, I think it's over five employees, depending on when you're watching this, the laws might have changed. Uh, if you've got over five employees, you must have the Occupational Health and Safeties Act. Yeah. So you need to have these acts up and then they come to you with a whole lot of extra posters charging you a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And, then, and then you buy these posters yeah. and then you can't find them afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, it's there if you get a poster imposter. If you do get a poster imposter, always take their card because they always try and look professional. Call yeah. me and I will tell them the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't be a bitch, I'll be a bitch for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not difficult to do. And I've done it a couple <laughs> of times because we've had people from the Department of Labor Oh and yeah. specifically from workman's comp and, and health and safety organizations. And they rock up to a company and we you have to take the crime situation in South Africa to, into consideration. Yeah. So if somebody wants to come into my premises to come and inspect my stuff oh yeah. and he gives me a piece of paper that looks like it's written by somebody who's on crack, um, <laughs> and they do, they, they do, they, they, they come there, they make a photocopy, they make multiple photocopies and they write out these photocopies with the address but um, it really does look like somebody who's who's halfway retarded and and yeah. and and yeah. epileptic and on coffee and on, <laughs> on like Red Bulls and you understand <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't look like somebody who's educated enough to be into in the position of an inspector. Yeah, yeah. So if they come and they give this this document, I'm going to tell them where to get off, you know, yeah, because yeah. I'm not letting anybody. And of course, because of the the, the demographics in South Africa, chances are you're not going to get an old white lady that's going to come and hello, I want to inspect yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one of those defenseless little granny types. Mm. Um, you're going to get. A couple of people that come into onto your premises, we and I'm yeah. not gonna let you onto my we premises. Dude, that's ridiculous. <laughs> we had a lot of that with um, the uh, meter inspectors for electricity yeah, and water. Yeah, they don't come onto my property either. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll so now they have to have an official card, and and they a lot can of the, the, the I think it was Rand yeah. Water supplies water for yeah. South Africans. Yeah, you can have a halo and wings from God. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, let yeah. you onto my so property. So they're supposed to have an official card and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it I don't let police onto my property either. So yeah. Oh, you are good and bad enough. I let my kids onto my property. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me You're here welcome. today. <laughs> cool. Uh, also, if you're just listening, you might look at the back of us and wonder why the hell we have a chalkboard. So, uh, what we did, sort of as a family, is uh, we we got uh, what what is this, like a container? It was an old school yeah, no, no, school it's a, container. It's a school. It's a it's a school room. Yeah. A school room. Yeah. That and, a prefabricated and it was, it was school pretty, rooms. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. Uh, um, derelict and broken and that kind of thing well yeah, we, got it, it, we got it at a good price strong. and we fixed it up yeah yeah so we fixed it up and we've got this training room now and i'm really lucky that you guys are letting me use this every now and then for podcasts and i really appreciate your time um so we also use this for training and that kind mm -hmm. of thing so uh my dad is offering different sort of auto electrician things my brother is focusing on uh, seo and uh different sort of um digital marketing type of things he i actually need to get him on here so i can understand better what he does uh, I'll be doing human resources and we'll both be doing coaching and business coaching. Yeah. And then you obviously do the, the, the corporate governance and that kind yeah. of jazz as well. So we've got a lot yeah. of different training we're going to do. We do have like a projector up here and then there's a white thingy at the back. Uh, what do they call them? I Drop don't know. We're kind of clued it's up. It's for yeah, the projector. So yeah. And then we all obviously got the TV over here. So if we have a small group like this, we can focus yeah. on other stuff. And we feed you sometimes and give you coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely. <laughs> we've always got coffee. <laughs> Must have coffee. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, let's just have a look here. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Uh, while we're talking about the uh, labor inspectors, um, a lot of the labor inspectors, uh, 2019, uh, we had the national minimum wage implemented for um, the, the country. Yeah. And right now, I, th I think they have employed a lot more um, labor inspectors. Uh, they didn't give us exact numbers. I went to one of the CCMA conferences. CCMA, uh, sort of like a... How do you explain CCMA to an international listener? Okay, CCMA is, is the place where you can go to for unfair labor practices. They, 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 they're kind of, it's like a public defense mechanism, you know, where you can, mm. uh, you can go and tell them I've been treated unfairly and you get a, 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 a guy who will review the situation and either, it's, yeah. it's like labor court. Yeah, so, so labor court is, like that, yeah. is in South Africa is, is reserved a lot for your higher income brackets and, and certain things like that and very yeah. complex it's matters. Yeah. And also exceptionally complex matters such yeah. as um, unfair discrimination on an arbitrary ground and that kind of thing. Yeah. CCMA uh, is, think of it like a, a free resource provided to South African yeah. individuals or, or any person working in South Africa. The council for what? M uh, council for conciliation, mediation, and arbitration and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I want to get the exact one. CCMA.org.za, if I go. remember correctly. Council there you go. Conciliation, mediation, and arbitration. Yeah. There we go. So these guys actually have so many different things that they supply to the country. Not only employees, but also business owners. And then you can see Busa is, is one of the first things they have on the front end. That's Business Unity South Africa. Fantastic company. Um, they supply a lot of information to governments and they do a lot of lobbying on behalf of businesses yeah. in general. And uh, they've got a free resource over here that you guys can also have a look at. Mm. SMELaborSupports.org.za. Mm. Really basic stuff, guys. Don't read it expecting to know exactly no, no. how to fire somebody. You need to get a specialist like myself or uh, any other labor consultant. But understand, there are some <laughs> labor consultants, like people with degrees, well, they're not uh, the best. No. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, th uh, the I always try and explain it this way. All right. If you if you're gonna go into a situation where you have a legal obligation over or towards somebody else, the same as if you're gonna go and get, get a driver's license, you're gonna learn what you've got to do and what you you don't got to do. You don't have to go and become yeah. a driving inspector, but you've got to know what you've got to do on the road and yeah. take responsibility. So if you're gonna go and hire somebody, there's a lot of law available, and it's pretty. I mean pretty simple to read mm. and understand if you don't understand it you can always go and look a little bit further yeah. but it's basically yeah um pretty do that yeah you know because um you're actually the person who's responsible and the um lack of knowledge of the law does not absolve you from from your responsibility of the law yeah yeah okay yeah uh, you gotta they know actu they actually know do have different percentages i was doing some reading on um tax evasion before us and yeah I got a list of celebrities that have screwed up a few things. I'd actually yeah. like to chat to you about it with some of them. Um, but they have different percentages of the fines that will be implemented due to either ignorance or, or, or uh, evasion with purpose or something like that. Yeah. They've got like a whole percentage over there, the amount of money that you have evaded and then the percentage of file. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, guess how long we've been going for already? Well, the coffee's not finished yet, so I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, it's 46 minutes so far already. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is not a short conversation. No, no, and I, I've, I've only <laughs> gone through, I've gone through half a page yeah. just on taxes. Okay, <laughs> let's touch on tax evasion. Now, firstly, tax evasion is obviously something you can go to jail for. Um, ignorance of the law does not absolve you of the law. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, the people you least likely to expect go through tax evasion uh, uh, court cases go through it. 
to give you an idea, the uh, you remember Nicolas Cage? Yeah. You know, Nicolas Cage had a huge tax evasion issue against him. Yeah. I think he actually had three or four, I think. Um, and a lot of the really crappy movies he does, lady, is just so that he can make some money to pay off some of uh, his tax. <laughs> and yet he's still, okay, Nicolas Cage, I don't know him personally. Yeah, but yeah. If you look at his lifestyle, he's still making the dumbass Dude, that decisions. guy spends such ridiculous okay, money. Okay, so oh this, is, this, is, this is another thing where I'm quite adamant about um, in, the, in the tax sphere. So let's just take a, a dude, he comes to me and he wants to open up a business, he's a plumber. Yeah. All right. You must understand this guy is a plumber. He's not an accountant. He's not a tax practitioner. He's not a lawyer. He's a plumber. He he fixes pipes and moves shit, literally. Yeah. Okay. So you have to deal with that person from that perspective. Yeah. And a lot of times, even though his the responsibility of his taxes is all on him and the responsibility of the business itself is all on him. Yeah. He doesn't know, but he's responsible for it. So he, he has to get somebody on his side who can help him deal with those responsibilities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you get somebody like Nicholas Cage, it's his responsibility, <laughs> but he hasn't gone and educated himself or gotten somebody that he can trust to yeah. help him out of that. So yeah. you are a dumbass dude. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But I, I think at the same time, I mean like he's not a young man. I mean I don't even and know. And he's how old still he is making now. he's still making some decent cash, but at the same time, I know for a fact that especially when I help musicians and that kind of thing you, you're not expected as a musician or as a entertainer to know everything around the business you you need to find a person that you can trust i mean some of the basics uh if you have a look at nwa i won't say their full name um uh the huge rap group in the 90s and that kind of thing yeah uh, there's a, a movie what's called straight out of compton awesome movie you'll see the basics of it there but then yeah, we watched different movies oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> um the the basics of it was that the managing uh, the manager was was doing things that a lot of the uh yeah. what, do you, what would you call the members of the group were not happy yeah. with and then uh, th it was a pretty interesting movie because yeah. obviously these guys are entertainers they're the rappers as well when they made gangster rap like a big thing it was awesome it was a good movie you must watch it I can't oh, believe I'm telling my mom to watch a gangster rap movie. Oh, <laughs> That's quality. Cool. Uh, yeah, and obviously the guys These were guys such so talented dudes. To yeah. be to, the the song that made them the most popular during that time was called "Fuck the Police," and they got arrested. Yeah, we say that I think a lot in South Africa too. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the guys that have a gun on somebody else, and you're like, "Thank you for arresting that man who did something wrong." Yeah, well. Please don't shoot him without probable cause. Uh, did you see that video of that school? There was a video of a guy, uh, he was throwing bricks at the school, and then the police pitched up, and... Um, South African guy? Yeah, it was a South African okay. case. I can't remember where it was exactly. I would pull it up just now. We can actually... Nah, it's too violent. So, um, yeah, anyway, so this guy was throwing bricks around, and then police pitch up, and uh, I think it was three cops in the car, and then they were driving around in like a donut type of oh thing. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. see that. One of the guys, one of the police falls out of the car. The car goes over him, like almost freaking hits him. And then they get out and then the guy throws a brick at the cop car and then they, they just shoot him. I think they shot him twice. No warning shots. Um, nothing. It was in front of like a bunch of students. And I'm open to correction exactly the context of it. But what I saw was a guy getting shot with no warning shots. No, no attempt to ap apprehend an unarmed man. It bugged me. It was like, that's just unnecessary. And also there's a cop in the dust somewhere who can't freaking do their job properly. You just know, stay in the car when the car is moving. Like, how hard is yeah, it? You'd, you'd expect... <laughs> You'd expect reason. This is where the ineptitude side comes in. You know, you can't. Somebody once said to me, "You can't blame somebody. You can't get angry with somebody because for doing something if they don't know." Yeah. All right. So, um, um, <laughs> while while a clued up person would think 
how can you give a dumbass a, a gun and a car and, and expect him to go and <coughs> behave according to the law and in a controlled fashion because he's been trained properly and he's got two IQ cells to, you know, rub <coughs> together. Um, the fact is the majority of the police force don't have those two IQ cells to rub together. They come from the disadvantage. Yeah. And remember, you've they've been disadvantaged for a couple of a good couple of generations. So yeah. it's not like their mother didn't teach them, but it's their, their grandfather didn't teach their mother mm. and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's knock-on. And yeah, it's, it's going to take a long time to get it right. Mm. A, I mean, a lot yeah. of other third-world countries haven't gotten... You get some dumb policemen in America too. So. Oh, wow. Those guys are hectic. Yeah. I saw one where they shot this guy's Rottweiler and it bugged me. Yeah. I can't watch yeah. stuff where animals get yeah. hurt. Uh, like, uh, uh, I'm okay with hunting an animal for food. It makes it makes sense. Yeah. But you've got to do it humanely as well. I mean, like, they experience pain. But but that's a whole different topic. Yeah. What I want to touch on a bit is the previously disadvantaged um, individuals. which uh, Previously disadvantaged... Uh, according to our sort of South African laws and that kind of thing, is a certain scope of people that were affected negatively by, uh, as it, apartheid. By, by previous a, laws, apartheid. discriminatory yeah, the laws. There were yeah. previous laws that were not right. And it does have a generation on generation effect where you have yeah. denied somebody education and now it's affected their ability to teach their kids and further and further and further. But, but sorry, uh, bef before, um, we're getting to a stage now where a lot of the South African population feel that it's, that that the laws that are now in place in order to assist the previously disadvantaged people, um, they think it's been long enough because I think we're sitting at 25 years of democracy now. Yeah. Yeah. This year, so, yeah. so again, it's natural in different political movements to have um, opposing parties. It's, it's the purpose of, of politics. You know, yeah. I have this idea. I, I believe this idea vehemently. And then another party uh, feels that way about them. And then they, they appeal to the public and the public decide. That's what the purpose that's of democracy is. That's the beauty about democracy, yeah. no, all right? No, no, no. And, and you can't, um, I am, I'm very for, and I mean, I've been your mom a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it is one thing that I have tried very hard to do is to make you aware of your choices and yeah. the consequences of your choices. So yeah. while I may have had at some stage more obligations than you over you and responsibility towards you, you still had the same choice as me. Yeah. You know, what do you want for supper? Do you want can this or that? You yeah, know, yeah, chicken yeah. or beef, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I do, I'm 100% for democracy. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to understand that there are consequences of that democracy yeah. because the majority rules. That's how democracy works. Yeah. That's the basis of it. So yeah. um, in previous regimes, and it's not a purely South African thing, mm -hmm. all right? Um, it, this is how politics works. Yeah. You've got to keep the, the majority kind of dumb because otherwise how are they going to believe your lie? Okay, is, is you need like them. The you need them. The, the politic. The, the that's that's a, that's a party strategy. That's a strategy. messages to the public and that kind of thing. That's a political yeah. strategy. Okay, so so yeah, um, yeah. the Clintons never went to America and said, "I am this bad. Vote for me." They they <laughs> yeah, sold yeah. bullshit yeah, in yeah. and and false hope because that's how it works. Otherwise, you're not going to maintain your seat. Mm. So if your seat in the current regime. Um, brings with it a lot of added benefits, like yeah. you have access to, the, I don't know, bribes from tenders or, or funds that you can filter or, or siphon, yeah. and, and or you're living a good life now. Yeah. Obviously, you want to keep your, your, your constituency kind of dumb so that yeah. they will believe the shit that you sell them. That's, that's my impression of it. And at the same time, it irritates the, the hell out of me because I am so opposed to bullying. So... Yeah. Th so the smaller guys 
uh, smaller businesses and whatnot are taxed and over-administered in my opinion almost to mm. the brink of wanting to give up and bugger off to another place yeah and the way the way the the previously disadvantaged should by now after 25 years be mm. at a much better position to make wiser long-term decisions to their own benefit yeah. they're not getting it anymore because while the young and the small business is getting taxed to whatever they're taking that tax money and they're buying themselves nice cars and suits and and yeah. having expensively catered meals and their buddies are yeah. getting oh and the, the guys that are supposed to benefit from that is not not getting it so yeah i think that we're in a worse position now yeah than what we were before be because the because of the corruption i think um it's again corruption if, if if we have a look at what sort of what you're saying there corruption by a political party obviously will want to be controlled and hidden from the public eye by the political party regardless of which political party it is in history so like let's say for example uh uh, uh let's use an example of an anc uh, uh party minister if if he is found to have committed a form of corruption they will obviously hush it down as much as possible because it negatively affects the entirety of the, the ANC party in that example. Am I right? What do you think? Uh, well, you can go back as long as you want. I mean, yeah. um, in the beginning, when... I'm when sure it would have started with the Romans and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Julius Caesar didn't want everybody to know how crap he was. I mean, yeah. you, you understand? Yeah. Um, he also talks bullshit and... and, and yeah. Snuggled yeah. up to the his buddies so that he can mm. get re-elected. I mean, it's politics. Yeah. That's how politics yeah. works. Wasn't it? Sorry, King Henry the Eighth. He he lobbied the the church at the time yeah. to allow him to divorce his yeah. his wife at the time. And I don't even think he was with her. Like he, d I he don't was even with think her he for a number of years. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah. But she just she yeah. just she just had gave him a daughter, and in those days, a daughter meant yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's get back on Nicolas Cage quickly. Kay. Check this out. Um. How he blew 150 million US dollars between 1996 and 2011. Dude, 150. I think that's the purpose of this article. Uh, in 2009, the Irish slapped the actor with a 6.2 million tax lien line. And Nicolas Cage ended up suing his money manager for fraud and negligence. This is from financebuzz.com. Again, I haven't checked up this, this source to make sure. He bought a dinosaur skull. Cage allegedly outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for a 67 million year old Tarbosaurus skull valued at over 300,000 US dollars. He also apparently had other dinosaur skulls. <laughs> you know, he could have just so come to Clarence and so got dinosaur bones just sort of lying <laughs> around there. <laughs> two albino <laughs> king cobras. He used it for sexual... What? Some others say he used it for sexual activities. Dude. <laughs> two Bahamian wow. islands. Cage bought a forty-seven okay, million. Uh, I suppose if you can buy an island, I think you deserve the right to buy an island if you can. As well, you know, you you want it's it's nice to have an island. It's not something that you can put around. It's got a Lamborghini as well, yeah. dude. He spent so much money on nonsense, although. Okay, <sighs> what is your definition luxury. of nonsense? Uh, nonsense is uh, I think if you buy so much that you cannot get the right amount of joy from whatever it is, it's impossible to actually appreciate it, if that makes sense. So, like, for example, um, just going to supper with your family, uh, it's, it's you can enjoy it. But if you can go to supper with your family every single night and go there in a Lamborghini every single night, 
it doesn't have the same level of joy. You know, you gotta you gotta just have enough to be happy. Yeah, you gotta be yeah. contained. Yeah, and you obviously gotta have enough um, for uh, what do what do we call it? I call it a jick fund, J I C, just in case fund. Oh yeah. Just have just <laughs> in case. Just it's like a rainy day fund. <laughs> okay. You know, you just I called it something else, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we call it? Shit, yeah, it's the a fan fund. fund. <laughs> Your fuck fund, yeah. Oh, fuck off fund. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is broken. I gotta fuck off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I call it a just in case fund. I used to have an okay. actual jar. It said Jik on it. So Jik is, is like a cleaning thing in, in our country, but yeah. Jik is with a K. Anyway, just in case with a K. Anyway, so with that, I had a, a just in case fund. Always trying to keep yeah. a just in case fund. You Look, know. the 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 okay, accountant speaking and yeah, um, you know, shrunken you, you pygmy pimgy. How the hell is that gonna help the dude in his <laughs> old age? I mean, seriously, unless it's unless it's. How is oh it going to help you? It's not like, yeah. hey, I've got two pygmy heads and I want to sell yeah. them so that I can pay off my so house. So the, uh, the history of pygmy heads is um, what the guys would do is when they defeated a warrior, and I'm open to correction on this, they defeated a warrior that they had a, a physical altercation with or something to that effect, they'd have a specific way of removing his skull and then they'd dry the head and they'd keep it with them because it gave them the power of the warrior that yeah. they beat. Because that's what normal people do. Yeah, different cultures have their own thing. I mean, like, actually, we, we, we like, like to stand <laughs> in the sun and cook meat on a fire. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of random. Yeah, I know, but I'm ways. not going to dry the meat and carry it around in my belt so that it yeah, can and it's, it's like a person's a face. It's so someone's face. Yeah, I mean, so think about it. You pissed me off. Here's your face. <laughs> I have your face. Think your face and is And I've mine. got your power to do what? <laughs> piss other people off. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit you <laughs> with the face. The next guy's going to get beat. But think about it. This is all, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's strange. But that's the whole purpose of cultures. We understand it. But furthermore, when we have a look at our culture, or the history of our culture, we are the, the different travelers, I, yeah. I, I assume it's European travelers, because they wanted these things and they wanted to pay money for it. So instead of having a supply of, of warrior heads that, that, that were being sold to these foreign people, whichever foreign people they were, uh, the um, and this is why I like economics as well, the guys who used to make the heads eventually went out of their way to find more heads regardless of whose it was so they did some dna <laughs> testing on these. think about it this way you get this head and i'm gonna get so much power and you become yeah, yeah. a bigger dickhead <laughs> <laughs> you got a real dumbass dude yeah, yeah, yeah. you buy this <laughs> head and you get like funny. explosive diarrhea and it's which like he must have had <laughs> explosive diarrhea yeah which is probably why he didn't do so well on each tax he might have bought a dumbass <laughs> head <laughs> dumbass head sorry yeah so they found so th the nature of the heads was supposed to be men mostly because those were the warriors how would time. you tell? Now they're doing DNA testing and they're finding that there's a few women in there as well because okay. you can obviously pick that up. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you got a pyramid tombstone. I would totally Yay. have a pyramid tombstone okay. with a stripper pole next to it. Something I would buy. With a stripper pole? Oh, you got the first comic book. Comic, Superman comic book. <gasps> That's amazing. That is so cool. Hold on, let's go back with a stripper pole. What are you going to do with a stripper pole? <laughs> I, I want to visit her every now and then. I mean, if you can't bring flowers, bring a lady named Flower. And then you're going to do a dance for me. Yeah. And you're <laughs> and just going to lie there like a dead fish. I, I totally buy a crocodile. <laughs> and he bought a shark. What the hell? This guy just uh, bought the most random stuff. Yeah. 15 okay, estates house. home around the world. How do you possibly enjoy 15 homes? How you cannot have fifteen homes? It's just impossible. It's just impossible. Look, I'm all. You got two European castles. If you if it's an income generating exercise, that's different. But I mean, if you just want to live there so that you can. Yeah, I mean, if you was renting it out, it'd be one thing. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, we digress. Yeah, we digress I think we've got a list of people. <laughs> if we end up spending that much time. Okay, so another guy was Chuck Berry. You know Johnny B. Good? Yeah. He had a tax evasion case. He actually spent 120 days in jail for tax evasion. Okay, this to get back to this, it's also... Um, you need to understand that Chuck Berry himself didn't evade the tax. He just didn't know what he was, his legal obligation was. Yeah. Chuck Berry was a musician. So yeah. he, he wakes up in the morning, he's got songs going through his head, the same as a plumber wakes up in the morning and he can yeah. design all the plumbing and the everything yeah. for your house, electricians, whatever. Yeah. People are brilliant in their own little patches. Yeah. All right. So And we, we, as people who are assisting that, we have to recognize that and we have to facilitate the management of their obligations in such a way so as not to intrude in their brilliant patch. Yeah. So you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I need somebody to help me with my car because I'm not a mechanic's ass. Okay, so I need somebody who, can, who I can help with that or who can help me with that. I need to trust that dude. I don't want to break down on my car and I'm definitely not going to try and fix it myself. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these guys, and they start businesses and they're brilliant with what they do. They, Chuck Berry didn't know the first thing about taxes. Somebody might have explained it to him and it went... Imagine, imagine how good his blues would have been if he knew what taxes were. <laughs> <laughs> Take my home. <laughs> Imagine if you've Take got a death metal money. band talking about SARS and the corruption <laughs> of SARS. <laughs> Imagine oh, that. I'm going to find that band <laughs> and I'm going to put them on this podcast. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, the actress from uh, Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, Judy Gar yeah. Garland. She Garland. Also had yeah. Gar Garland. Yeah, you're not young. I mean, it's not old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's mostly my writing as well. I can't read okay. my writing. And then obviously, Way the before your time. there was a few guys, but one of the ones I like to chat about is Al Capone. Because Al Capone, um, he was claiming tax at, uh, I think, the minimum wage at the time or like an entry-level, uh, uh, low-level wage. But then uh, oh, there's so many movies on That's it. But he actually went to, went to jail because of tax evasion. They couldn't get that much evidence on, on his other We have actions. a couple of cases like that in South Africa at the moment. Oh yeah? Okay. And old Julius is the first one. So <laughs> Julius Malema. Okay, He's the yeah. leader of the EFF, a very, yeah. very outspoken and party. And that's the most that we can say on the subject at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we get agitated by him. But the point is, um, the the taxes that he had to pay was based on um, his income that he didn't declare, mm -hmm. all right, which is why he had to pay something like 23 or 39 million rand in yeah. tax and penalties and whatnot. So getting back to that, with all the the disclosure of corruption and whatnot that's happening in South Africa at the moment, the next person in line to come and visit you, yeah, all right, <laughs> and your corrupt ass <laughs> is going to be the tax man. And I always yeah. say to somebody, um, it doesn't matter what you are doing. In fact, and I'm going to tell you South African law now. Mm -hmm. Let's just say you're a prostitute and you're bloody good at what you do. Okay. And you're a high-end prostitute and you, you can charge somebody a, a hundred grand yeah. um, or more a month whatever, and that's your turnover. Your turnover is more than a million rand a year. Yeah. You are obligated to register for VAT. <laughs> so you're going to go to your next client and you're going <laughs> to say to him, yeah, you want this, you want this, it'll be 25 grand plus VAT. <laughs> you know, and you have to, and SARS doesn't give a shit about how you earn your money as long as you declare the, the, the money yeah. and the income and yeah. you pay tax accordingly. So, so, All right? if, so if I declare that I have made money in, um, illegal manner will SARS tell SARS doesn't give a continental as long as they get their money okay okay if, uh, and they are not obligated 
all right? And chances are they won't go and, and, uh, and we know they won't because there's so much fraud in SARS and nobody said a bloody word until the shit hit the fan. <laughs> so SARS will not go and say to the police, oh my God, this woman is a prostitute. Oh, Jesus Christ. They won't say that, yeah. all right? In fact, they'll just say, fine, your return is fine. Your return is on time. The money's in the bank. Check you next month. Oh, cool. All right? And that's how it will go. And I always tell my clients is declare what you need to declare and fly under SARS's radar as much as you can. Yeah. And that is how it works. Yeah. All right? Um, they don't care how you make your income as long as you pay your pay the tax on the income. Well, we're talking about SARS. Like I want to... Hmm? Like the mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're actually very non-judgmental when it comes to how you earn your income. <laughs> and that's what's <laughs> happening in a lot of the cases. You get a guy who gets caught in in corruption and swindling like these dudes from basasa yeah okay so let's look at it this way and we go and we look at old zuma so zuma got say 239 million rand or whatever the case it was that he spent on his house in in Kandla. and of that yes, let's just say 75 percent of it was something that he personally benefited so i was going to look at him and say yes but you didn't declare tax on that money so yeah. now you've got to pay income tax and penalties yeah um, and interest on it, which means that, yeah, he's going to end up with a hell of a big bull. Unless he can yeah. get somebody to yeah. get rid of it for him. Man, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So I actually had a, a quick look at, um, let me see if I can have a look at this over here. Yes. Uh, I think I found like three cases of, of um, tax evasion in South Africa. Uh, one of them was a, what was he? It was a guy in Free State. Free State is sort of like a, a very agricultural area of South Africa. Yeah, it's, so a, I think, I think it's, it's a farmer. It's a big farming area, yeah. Yeah, so um, he was demanded by the by the courts at the time. He had to pay 910,000 rand over to SARS or he had to go to jail. So let's just have a look at 910 rand, 910,000 rand. That might have been the One, fine because you can't oh, go that to jail. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the fine. You're either it's a fine or jail time, but it's yeah. When the taxes are due and they've calculated the taxes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you got to pay the taxes. Yeah, of plus course you got to pay the taxes. Oh. Okay. So you okay. can. Yeah. So I think I got that from News Twenty Four. I think I would have said they are fine. So. Uh. Yeah. I might have taken it down wrong, but anyway. So that's about sixty-four thousand five hundred fifty-nine uh, U.S. dollars, and then there was another one that I found. It was a tax advisor in Cape Town. Uh, they, uh, I think it was a lady. She was fined six hundred and six. Hundred and ninety thousand rand. I'm going to sound like Jacob Zuma when I do these numbers. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of money, yeah. Six hundred nine thousand rand. Uh, it was a swindle that she had with all of the businesses that she was doing. She was actually taking that money for herself, and then um, I think she got five years. Then there was another dude by the name of Reddy. And she has to pay the money back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's not forget that you have yeah. to pay the money back. Now there was a, a Durban bookkeeper by the name of Reddy. This I got from News Twenty Four. Yeah, he swindled his staff. Have you heard about him? I read about it. Yeah. Yeah. He swindled his uh, uh, numerous different ways. I'm sure he got the money in, but it was six point four million rand that yeah. he stole. The one of one of the easiest ways um, to do that is through the form of VAT refunds. Okay. Okay, and um, it's so prolific as to be almost scary. Yeah. Nowadays. And that's one of the easiest ways you that they do that. You they, they register a company for VAT. Yeah. And then when you look at it, you're starting to get a hundred. Yeah, he, grand was, he was a tax advisor. He was yeah. a bookkeeper and a tax advisor. Tax advisor. Six point yeah. four million Rand. Uh, that is uh, a lot. How many have we got there? One, two, three. Yeah. Uh how much is that? Uh 
You read that one out, because uh, okay, well, it's okay. So it's four, four, five, four, yeah. oh, four, four five. About fifteen grand. Uh, 15, 15 about fifteen. About fifty. No, no, no. Yeah. Roundabout. It's a, it's a, it looks like just short of a million, a uh, half a million US dollars. No. Four hundred and fifty-four thousand and forty-five. Dude, you did maths in university. What the hell? Dude, I did statistics, and for some reason right now I can't freaking read numbers for myself. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, let's have a look. <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. Oh, let's show let's show the world that freaking video. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jacob, super. Read numbers. Uh, I want to make this part of the intro. I want to say. Do you want to do this properly. now, or do you want to do this in the next segment? No, no, no. I want to show this to the world. Okay. This is fantastic. So they can think about <laughs> it while we and make ourselves more coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me pause this. I need to make sure that my sound oh, is right. Oh, you're doing this section. Yeah. Okay. Let me pause this Listen first. properly. <laughs> Dude, this guy was our uh, uh, president. If and I'm open to correction, but. Um, he had 700 allegations of corruption against him when he was voted for. Is that correct? Yeah. I think it was 700. It was a lot. Even one is a lot when you're being voted for for the first time. And uh, I, 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 need to, I need to state this. Everybody yeah. goes, you so stupid. But yeah. actually, you've got to be really wily and yeah. have a good um, sense of strategic planning, yeah. you know. To make sure you can get away with so much crap for yeah. so long, because yeah. this is not—it's not like he woke up six years ago and decided to be an asshole. He's been an asshole his <laughs> whole life, <laughs> all right. And and you, you and he's, he's in his seventies now. He's still chowing it up. He's got the yeah. wives. He's I think living he's got the four life. Wives now, hey. And you know, we we've yeah. got businesses, and we think, you know, fuck, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see if we can hear this. We announced that. Our membership figures <laughs> stood at 769,800 and... Wait for it. 700. Oh Listen no. properly. <laughs> 760,820. <coughs> I don't want to sound like this guy. Jackie's dancing now. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. <laughs> so this uh, African princess on uh, YouTube, she's edited it a little bit so that she can put some like uh, responding remarks. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I think what we're going to do is uh, we'll, uh? we'll <laughs> leave it at Zuma for now. Let's go take a toilet break, get some fresh coffee. We'll yeah, come back. coffee's Sweet. done. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Mom. Cool. Gravy, gravy. Thank you.